0: Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. I think I've got something juicy for you guys today. Talked about this before, but I'm going to refresh it and bring it back up to the surface. Talent. The topic of the conversation about talent always seems to be the most polarizing conversation or topic that I bring up. A lot of good conversation comes around it. A lot of discussion comes around it. Does it exist? Does it not exist? I typically find myself on the side of the tracks that does not believe that talent exists. And I typically find that most people are on the other side of talent existing. But as with everything, I listen to the points, viewpoints, evidence, so on and so forth for talent existing. I am not above that. I love good discussion. But at the same time, here goes what I've been kind of wading through and uh, and looking at and reading here lately. And then I'm going to end the episode talking about like why do we get so fixated on talent? Like why is this such a hot button thing and why do, we, why do we like to talk about talent so much and why is it mentioned so much? So I'm gonna give you a couple of things. What if you knew of somebody that at the age of five was already composing music? Would you believe that that person had a particular gift or talent or skill for for music? And would you be telling their parents or running around town saying, hey, there is this person, there is this boy that can conduct music at the age of five. They're absolutely amazing. Y'all better watch out for them. They're gonna be the next greatest thing. Well, that's Mozart. Just to kind of list one of the, the things that people like to throw out there as to the argument for talent many times so here's here let me back up many times when we talk about talent and we ask the question does it exist or does it not exist many times we we like to use somebody like mozart which is the reason why i'm using him i'm using him Because we all know of him and we know what he was able to accomplish somewhat. We know his music is still played today, still relevant. We still believe that it's great. We believe that he was a prodigy. We believe that he was a genius. We believe that he possessed this thing of talent. So, one of the things at the age of five, producing music, which is nuts, like Annalise is six. I can't imagine her conducting music, you know, composing her own music, I'm sorry, at the age, you know, a year ago. But that was Mozart. But. Many of us know that, or at least you do now, and it's kind of something you can hang your hat on very easy to remember. But as we dig a little bit more into Mozart's story and dig a little bit more into his upbringing, here's some of the stuff that we find that maybe you don't know. Did you know that Mozart's early compositions are actually not in his handwriting? They're actually not in the handwriting that would be um, characteristic of a young person. They actually look a lot like the handwriting of his dad. His dad, who was also into music, he himself was a composer of music and a performer. And so the compositions, his early writings were look to have been done by his father. I think a lot of us can resonate with this because it's the school project that our young people, our young kids bring home that we like to quote unquote check over and make sure that it looks okay, that they've done the the, the assignment correctly. And then we just kinda add our little touch in there and we kinda go, hey, this'll look better and you guys know what I'm talking about. You, you look at a project and you go, there ain't no way the kid did that and then you look at you know, the, the kid's project who did it all on their own and you're going, yeah, that's more like grade level. So that's something to consider there. Here's another thing to consider. Everybody talks about you know, how quickly Mozart was able to compose the music, he was able to get it together, how awesome it was, how great it sounded. And he's just on his way on this fast track to just being the greatest composer and performer ever in classical music. But did you know that the, the, the music that he composed and put together at the age of 11 and all the way through the age of like 16, it, it's been deemed to not be his original music. It's been deemed to have been taken from other composers, namely John Sebastian Bach who was famous and before Mozart that he had, you know, learned under and been to school with and so on and so forth. And so he's, he's just mimicking, he's copying the work of other folks and he, it wasn't all box stuff. He took from other composers as well and just kind of put it together and hybridized it and made it quote unquote his work, but it was taken from other people. Now, there's not anything wrong with that, by the way. There, there's not anything wrong with that because you know what, we, gotta, we have to learn from somebody. So a little bit of a side tangent here. We have to, I, I mean, who are you gonna learn from, right? I mean, you look at people that are ahead of you and what you wanna do and you, yeah, you can look to copy and mimic them and do some of the things that they do. I think that's a great idea. But getting back to what this podcast is about, I mean, is that talent? Is it, is it talent to be able to just simply copy somebody else. The music is there, it's printed on the sheet and I just literally copy and paste it over to my sheet and that, that's my music, that's my composition. So these things here would kinda lend themselves to, I mean, was he really a genius? He was being schooled in music by his father at the age of three which means by the time, so he died at 35, which means 22 years of his, third, or, or sorry, 32 years of his 35 years on earth were spent in the laboratory of practicing music, composing music, world revolving around music. So was it really talent or was it the fact that Mozart knew nothing? I mean, Mozart spent more time eating and sleeping, and then third after that was music. That, that was his life. So is it a surprise that Mozart was able to create some magnificent pieces of art with music? Was he talented or was it just that this is what he did and this is who he was? I'm gonna give you another example. What if you were given your first putter, a metal putter, not a plastic one, not these little toys that my kids have, a metal putter at the age of seven months. I'm gonna say it again. A metal putter at the age of seven months. I I couldn't find any more information to find out whether this individual was even walking by then, but seven months is an early That's early to be walking, so maybe not even walking. Putter at seven months. What about having your high chair dragged into the garage and watching your dad hit golf balls into a shag net for hours on end? You're in a high chair and you, for hours a day, every day, you're watching your dad hit golf balls into a high chair. You're, what what if what if, you know, your dad, so this is what now if you haven't figured it out, I'm talking about Tiger Woods, who's another guy, they call him the Mozart of golf. Here's what his dad Earl would say. He said when Tiger was born I had been properly trained and was ready to go I took over new ground in starting Tiger at an unthinkably early age. So he he's already like Earl Woods who was a I think he was a negative a, a plus 1 or a plus 2 handicap golfer so he was good himself and he says himself I was obsessed with the game of golf like while his wife is pregnant, and before Tiger even gets here, like he's already made up his mind. When this kid comes out, like, I'm going to get this kid going. I'm going to get this kid started playing golf at an unthinkably early age. A metal putter in his hand at seven months that sounds unthinkable to me. It, it's so radical, and he was so on board with, with like pushing this thing through with Tiger and training him, that he actually came up with a different way to hold a putter like a new grip and so so that he can so that he can putt before he could even talk. And then it says that uh Tiger was like on the golf course practicing and playing regularly at the age of 2. I mean, I've got a 2-year-old. I can't imagine. Now, both of these people are people that a lot of folks like to hang their hat on. I can think of Ken Griffey Jr., I can think of like a lot of athletes, LeBron James probably nowadays comes up a lot, but I mean with all of these facts there, I mean if this, if Tiger Woods had a putter in his hand at seven months, okay let's say that doesn't count because I mean it's whatever, okay he's practicing on a golf course regularly and playing at the age of two, so however old Tiger Woods is right now, subtract two from that and he's been playing golf for that many years. He's been practicing golf for that many years. So is Tiger Woods really talented? Does he have some kind of a gene or some kind of a genetic disposition that made him the dominant golfer that he was, one of the most dominant golfers to ever play the game? Or can we just go back to the fact that He was handed a metal putter at seven months of age. So again, I mean, as we talk about talent, these are interesting conversations that I think we need to start having because let me land the plane with this. Why our fascination for talent? Why do we love to sit around and talk about talent? Why do we love to throw that word around? I mean, I catch myself frequently doing it. I've got to stop myself. If I have a conversation about somebody doing really awesome things, I want to use the T word. I want to throw talent out there. I want to throw genetics out there. I mean, in in cycling terms and kind of layman's terms, like you throw out, you know, VO2 max, right? And I want to like throw all of these things out there. But why are we so obsessed about it? Well, I think our initial obsession, if it's if it's somebody that's, that's in our area, somebody that's in our respective area, so let's just say you're into music or let's just say you're into golf, like if you're in those two perspective areas, you want to believe in talent because when you're first getting started, when you're new and you're kind of just getting your feet wet, you want to believe that you also possess the talent for that thing. It makes us feel good. It makes us feel good to go cool, man. Look at what Tiger did. Look at what Mozart did. I wonder if I have that. Let's go find out. And so you begin practicing, you begin trying to acquire new skills, you begin studying, you begin just doing the things that those people have done. And little by little, your answer gets revealed because you believe in talent. Your answer begins to reveal itself, whether you have that talent or you don't have that talent. Now, when we're talking about people like Mozart and people like Tiger Woods, a lot of people very quickly say to themselves, well, you know, I I don't have the talent of a Tiger Woods, but I mean, I'm still gonna be a pretty good golfer. Or you know what, I don't have the the musical gene that Mozart had, uh, but you know, I've got some kind of a gene in there, and so I'm not gonna be Mozart, but hey, I'm probably still gonna make some pretty decent music, right? So we like the idea of talent out of the gate, because it it a it gives us that 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 spark that kind of being shot out of a cannon of let me find out if i've got this thing that these other people had or not but now once that revelation begins to happen what if you're not even close to a tiger woods what if you're not even mid pack in terms of golf what if you're one of the worst golfers habitually on Your middle school team or, you know, at your club game or whatever. What if you sit down to write music and like nothing comes to you and it's just continually like silence in your mind and you can't figure things out. Now the talent things become, now the talent thing becomes this, this really ugly thing that's working against you immensely because now you're thinking, well, I don't have that gene and I don't have that thing that they had. So clearly, I've been wasting my time and I was not put on this earth to compose music and be a musician, I was not put on this earth to play golf, so I'm out, I'm pulling the plug, peace, see you later. And then you move on and you do something else. Now, this is gonna be a little bit painful for us, but here's an exercise. I mean, how many things have we pulled out of How many things did we begin to do that we genuinely were passionate about, we genuinely liked, we genuinely enjoyed, and we wanted to pursue, but we pulled out of them because we believed in talent and we believed that we didn't possess that thing and that we were not good enough. I'm raising my hand, y'all. I mean, I got, so I I ended up running track and cross country and I'm an endurance athlete now, cycling. But I can remember back in high school when I tried out for the basketball team and I didn't make the ninth grade basketball team. And so I thought to myself, well, not a basketball guy. And then I went out and I played soccer my freshman year and I made the soccer team, but I played and I was decent, but I wasn't anything spectacular. And I said, well, I guess soccer's not the thing. And so I went to the sport that I thought, in my opinion, was the least about talent. I mean, this is real talk. Running, put one foot in front of the other. It's all about grit, it's all about determination. Just get out there and just go. And that's where I am now. But I mean, as I'm having this conversation with you guys, I'm, I'm wondering, man, could I really have been a great basketball player? I think so. Could I really have been a great soccer player? I think so. But what I did was, see, I believed in talent back then and I allowed talent to take me away from that thing that I really was interested in and really wanted to pursue. I mean, there were a bunch of sports that I could have tried out for and I chose basketball and I chose soccer. Like I chose those for a reason, I was interested in those. So can we begin to question the idea of genetics, the idea of talent? Can we begin to kinda prune our minds from those thoughts and just really look at the world in front of us and look at the things that we can invest our time and energy into and really just do this. What is it you like? What is it you love? What is it you're passionate about? What is it that you would wanna do with your time if you had all the time in the world? And then, you know what? Push, go. Begin doing something in that particular area for that particular pursuit. Just do it. Just start and understand that it isn't talent that's going to make you good at that thing. It's practice. It's practice. It's being on the golf course at the age of two. It's Copying famous composers, Bach being one of the most famous composers ever. It's copying those guys at such an early age and just learning from them. It, that's what it is. Now, some of you guys, I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you're not two years old. You're not three years old when Mozart started, and you're not two years old when Tiger was on the golf course. So you're thinking, well, but I mean, look at me. I'm old now. I'm in my 20s. I'm in my 30s. I'm in my 40s. Maybe I'm even older than that. So, I mean, what, what do I do about that? I mean, how, how far am I going to get? Well, you would be surprised. Just begin putting in the time and just begin practicing and just begin working out that thing. This is not going to be a topic for today's podcast because we're already running close to 20 minutes here. But I mean, does it even like, does it even really matter that you don't have that you didn't start at two or three? Or does it just matter that, man, you know what? Like you're doing what you want with your life and you're investing time into your passion that you've that you want, that you've desired. And so you can be satisfied with your life and what your days look like and where your time is spent. Because isn't it painful? I don't know, it, it might not be for you guys, but it kind of was for me as I was thinking about putting this thing together for us. Like, isn't it painful to, to look back at the opportunities that we missed because we believed in talent, because we believed it wasn't for us, because we believed that we couldn't go back and get that degree in college because people told us, like, there's no way, man, you made a C in algebra, so how are you going to go and be an engineer? Like, you don't have the talent for mathematics. You can't see the numbers like other people see them. I mean, isn't it, you know, isn't it, Goodwill Hunting is a great movie, but I mean, Goodwill Hunting is like, it shows that, and if you haven't seen Goodwill Hunting, you need to see it. But like, cause it's good entertainment, but it shows like, it, this is what's pervasive in our culture is that the dude walks up and he solves a problem on the, on the board. And it's like, they never show him, they never show him practicing mathematics. Do you, we, we think that the guy just looks at a bunch of numbers and just knows what's going on. And he's a janitor and, and, you know, cleaning up the school and like, he's never done formal mathematics in his life. And he can just look at numbers and see it. I mean, that is not, that's not accurate that's not accurate. So can we begin to debunk the myth of talent? Because forget what you're gonna be able to achieve, forget what you're gonna be able to do, forget how great you're gonna get, like forget about all of that. Can we do it because of at the very elementary level, man, we owe it to ourselves to just to just be able to do the things that we wanna do and not have that huge fence in front of us saying, no, you can't come here because you're not good enough and you don't have what it takes. We do have what it takes because we've got time to invest in doing the things that will make us and have been tested, tried and true by those before us that will make us great at what we do. I mean, you've got in whatever it is you wanna do, you've got a John Sebastian Bach that you can copy. So go out there and begin copying and then watch as your skills begin to grow and your confidence begins to grow. And as you do that, can I tell you something? As a guy that doesn't believe in talent, as you do that, you'll begin to just like further solidify the talent doesn't exist thing. Because as you do that, you'll watch yourself getting better and you'll be like, huh, wow, that, that, yeah, you're right. It It, it is about deliberate practice. It is about It is about hard work, right? It's not about the achievement, folks. It's not about the achievement because I don't want you guys to think to, you know, I don't want you guys to say to me, well, like I train as much as this other person and this other person is faster than me, so obviously they're more talented than me. We can go down that road and we can start picking that apart and we'll very quickly probably come up with some differences between you and that person as to why maybe that person is better than you, but we're not gonna do that. It's about enjoyment. It's about enjoying what we do with our time, enjoying what we do with our lives, taking possession back of our lives because here's what you do. When you believe in talent, you don't really possess your time you don't really possess what you put your effort into because you're walking around going hmm I wonder what door is open for me oh yeah uh, yeah engineering degree is not open to me oh yeah um, you know being good at swimming is not open to me oh being good at you know a, a, a marketing job is not is not open for me oh look here's this door that is open for me the door that's open for me is going into architecture great I'm just gonna walk through that door because signs are pointing towards me being good at that, and you don't even want to be an architect. I mean, you wanted to be one of the three doors that was closed to you, but but you'll never go up there and open that door because you believe in talent, so therefore, it's a door that you don't feel can be opened. You feel that it's locked to you. Walk up to those doors, y'all. Kick them down. Knock them down. Get through them. Start doing the things that you feel are necessary for you to be successful in that particular area, all right, as I said, this episode gen- usually, like this topic, generates a lot of good conversation maybe some questions, maybe further discussion. I mean, let's take it further beyond just you know this time that we've had here together. So I would love to hear from you wherever you're getting this at. Send me a message. Applaud this episode if you enjoyed it. Um, Give the five-star rating if you're getting this somewhere else like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify. I would love to be able to share this with more people. You guys are the way that I can do that. I cannot do that by myself. It is absolutely impossible. I need you. So please, please help me out with that. Folks, I hope that you've gotten something from this one. Uh, I hope that it has kind of maybe prodded you and made you a little bit uncomfortable. I know it made me a little bit uncomfortable because this is something that we've constantly got to fight against is believing in talent. Anyhow, if you believe in talent, tell me why. I'd love to hear from you. All right, y'all take care. Have a great rest of your day.